Dropbit Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. Yeah, that's wild. We're finally uh, back. Oh, it's been a while. We've been in hibernation, as it's bears do. Been six weeks. Falling out of trees and shit. Um, this is episode 113 mm. for anybody who's keeping count. For those of you who've been listening for this so far this year, you'll remember we might have mentioned in the podcast at the beginning of the year that we were going to try and do them a bit more regularly. <laughs> well, we have been trying. We've, well, we've been very trying. We've, uh, we've, <laughs> for anyone who's been waiting. We've been um, trying to record this episode. Like we, we tried like four times. Yeah. Yeah, we've had some technical issues. Technical issues, and then I've been sick, and then you were away for two weeks. Yeah, that didn't help. It's just been not... Gonna, yeah. Yeah. It's not conducive to podcasting. (laughs) Exactly. But we've got our shit together, and now our shit's here for you to listen to. Yeah, yeah. So happy days. Um, We are going to talk about some games, which will be kind of a novelty for us, I think. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Matt's been playing a few games, um, and I've not been playing all that many. Like Matt mentioned, I've been away for two weeks. I had some training down in Sydney. So I went down there and hang out with the bigwigs um, and didn't really get a chance to to play anything, to be honest, which was a real shame. Should have taken a gaming laptop or the yeah. PlayStation. Or a Vita. I did take the Vita. Yeah? Yeah. Didn't play it? No. Nah. There's just nothing on it that I'm that interested in, to be honest. You played Dan- Danganronpa, didn't you? Yeah, I did for a while. There's a new one of them coming out. Weird. Very soon. Oh, cool! Something yep. else to miss. Yeah, exactly. You can. Um, uh, well, you can play it while you're driving. Oh yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. Just to um, keep you busy. What's it called? Dungan Rompa V3 Killing Harmony. I don't yeah. know who Harmony is, and I don't know why she needs to die. Well, they all do. I think that's the whole Dungan Rompa thing. Everyone must die. I did actually, um, well, I was going to buy um, an iOS game on the iPad called um, um, The Human Resources Machine. Yeah? What is that? Which looks really interesting. It's a, it's a basic game about uh, like teaching you the very basics of coding. And I oh, was yeah. going to get it for the kids, and I was going to play that for a bit, but um, just so I could come back and say to the kids, hey, look at this game that I got, and this is how you play it, so that I didn't look like a real jerk. But I didn't <laughs> end up getting it because I didn't have time. Yeah. So, yeah. Just give it to him anyway. Yeah. Ollie said to me the other day, I explained it to him, because at the moment, um, for anybody who doesn't know or who doesn't keep up with things on the Humble Bundle, um, there's a uh, game maker bundle at the moment. Oh, so, that's a classic. Yeah, yeah, they've um, released uh, like the game maker studio. Yeah, um, you can pay whatever you want for the basic studio, and then they give you a couple of just indie games that were put together on. Um, you know, there's like weekend crash courses that indie devs have. Yeah, yeah. Once in a uh, while, get game jams. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a couple of those games that were made over a weekend kind of deal. Uh, so you can, like, load them in and just muck around with it. Game Maker Studio looks pretty fucking awesome, by the way. Um, so you can buy that for, like, a dollar. Um, but if you want to pay 15 bucks, you can actually get it with a whole bunch of shit included in it. and Like textures you, and stuff like that? Uh, most of that comes with the, the standard mm. pack. But if you pay 15 bucks US... You get um, the export part of it as well. So you get the export to Android, export to iOS, and export to Windows. Oh, sweet. So you can make all your own stuff, and then you can pump it out to wherever you want to and put it on stores and shit, Yeah, which I reckon is a fucking great idea. Yeah, I used to play with uh, RPG Game Maker way back in the day. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. 
but uh, nothing ever came of that because here I am <laughs> doing a fucking podcast. <laughs> Talking about the games, not making them. Yeah, exactly. I prefer playing them anyway. Making mm. things is hard. Yeah, it takes a bit more commitment, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, speaking of people who do make things and me playing them, I mm. played a game that people made. Cool. How'd that go? Yeah, it's good. It's actually uh, a game from an Australian developer and in particular a Brisbane developer called nice. Pride Been from there. Sloth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great great town I've heard. Yeah. Um the game's called Yonder the Cloudcatcher Chronicles. Uh it Deep. came out on PS4 and I believe it's on Steam as well. Nice. Uh it's currently like thirty five ninety five I think on PlayStation, which is not too bad. Yeah. Um I don't know what it is on Steam. It says here twenty four ninety nine US, so probably about thirty five bucks there as well. Nice, yeah, it sounds about right. Close it's, to it. Yeah, so it's a open world where you kind of explore and, um, yeah, that's pretty much all you really do. You explore, you make things with recipes. It's like a resource hunting type game. Um, so it's Minecraft. Yeah, sort of, but not really. Like, you don't build any buildings or anything like that. You just build equipment. Okay. And things that you can trade. Um, visually, it kind of reminds me of, like, a Zelda. Running around oh, yeah? in, a, in an open world with, like, blue skies and trees and shit like that. Um, it's f- pretty beautiful. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the most zen game I've ever played. Nice. Um so yeah it's really relaxing there's no combat in it wow so you're not running into monsters and fighting them you just like if you jump off a cliff he pop your cat your little character pops open a fucking umbrella and floats uh-huh. down to the ground mary poppins yeah which is really nice. cute so yeah. it's like stuff like that it makes it this really cute beautiful and relaxing game to play uh-huh. um it's probably 10 hours long um, maybe 15 oh. if you stretched it out, but it's it's not massive. So um, it has an ending? Yeah, so it has a story. It's set in a world called Jemia or Jemia or something like that. And you play this hero who basically wakes up and has no idea who they are. And you yeah. have to kind of solve this mystery of this purple stuff called Merc that's all around. Okay. And uh, it's like poison or something. And um, you have the ability to speak to these little guys called sprites. And you can use the sprites to clear the murk. So if you go to a spot, the murk is like, it's basically like a purple dome over an area. And you can't go through through the purple murk stuff. So you've got to clear it away. And each different patch requires a certain number of sprites. So as you're going, you're trying to find sprites and they're hidden sometimes in plain sight. Sometimes you have to solve a puzzle to get them. Um, But basically, once you get enough, you can open up these areas around the map and clear the murk. And the idea of the story is that you're trying to find what caused the murk in the first place. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a pretty basic story. And... um, it kind of it kind of just like slightly carries you through like you don't you're not playing it for the story if you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. not it's not that gripping of a story but um playing all of for the zen yeah well all of the gameplay mechanics like it's got fishing and you there's farms there's so in the game there's i think like seven or eight sort of biomes where it's like one area is uh grassy open plains type area and one area is icy and one area is sort of like a forest and stuff like that mm-hmm. and moving between the areas it's not really jarring so it's not like you're walking from on like playing grass into bush you know like gradually the borders are sort of gradual which is a cool touch so that it kind of blends like as if you're walking through areas in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, but each area is really well done and really beautiful to look at. Uh, there's animals that you can find, and they're all weird, like 
kind of combinations of real animals from from our world like there's one that's a it's a it's basically like a dog mixed with a bear and there's one that's a pig mixed with like a garden or a shrubbery picture what that would look like it's uh it kind of looks like that um what's that big red dog like from the kids shows yeah big red dog like with big floppy ears I think that's what it's called, isn't it's it? It's like that, except blue. Oh. I think he has a name, but I can't remember. Fred. But anyway, so there's all these different animals, and there's different items. Each one likes a different type of food, and so one of the challenges in the game is to adopt animals and take them to a farm, and then you can build buildings in your farm for them to live in and all that kind of stuff. So that's where you're using your building skills that you're picking up. Mm-hmm. The trading system in the game is really cool. The way the economy works, you don't have money, but when you go to a merchant, everything has a dollar value. So the way that you buy things is you have to trade stuff that's worth at least, if not more, the value of the item that you want to buy. It's Hmm. it's basically a bartering system, but it works well enough. The only issue with that is that your backpack tends to get really full really quickly. Uh, that old chestnut. Yeah. Um, it's pretty fun to explore around, but it gets a little bit repetitive with the quests that you get. A lot of them are pretty samey, like go here, do this, that kind of stuff. And yeah. um, and things like go and find three of this type of fish can be really frustrating when it takes take a while to catch the, the same fish three fucking times. Mm-hmm. Um, Traveling around can be a little bit of a chore as well. There's teleporting via waypoints, but the waypoints that you teleport to aren't like there's not one in each town. They're sort of on the outskirts, and some of them are a bit of a mission to get from the town to the teleport thing. So um, you can get a little bit annoyed when you're traveling from one part to another part of the map that's like the other side of the map where you've got a quest to go and see this guy that's in one spot and you've got to walk to the teleport thing and then teleport across and then walk for five minutes or whatever, however long from there to the place you want to go. So that kind of stuff takes a little bit of time, but um, which can be a bit of a chore. But like I said, the world's really nice and the music is really relaxing. So if you just kind of take it with a grain of salt, it's pretty good. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I've read some patch notes and plans for the future for the game from the developer, and they're looking to... They've already released a patch for it, which is a good sign. Um, and there's they've got big plans for what they want to make with the world. So, um, oh, like cool. things like they're taking on... Because it's on Steam as well, so they're getting a lot of feedback and they're wanting to implement it back into the game so things like that teleporting thing they're they're talking about moving waypoints into towns and stuff like that or or just making it a better system yeah so that's not so good for me since i've already finished the game but (laughs) it's 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 nice to know that a developer's out there doing that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that's good it's good like constantly you know looking at improving the game yeah exactly um and they're talking about DLC in the future as well. Uh, but like I said, it's only a little indie company. And for what they are, it's a pretty impressive game. Um, like I said, it's only t- about 10 to 15 hours max. Mm. Uh, I've read some reviews that said they sh- they came across a lot of frame rate issues, but I never really felt that. I never really had an issue with that myself. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I Mm. quite liked it. I give it probably a three and a half out of five, maybe a four out of five. Yeah. That's not a bad, bad effort for a game that doesn't have, uh, the normal things you look for. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're wanting to kill things, it's not your, you know, yeah, it's not your deal, but the quests and like crafting, I guess it kind of goes back to my days of playing MMOs where, one of the main things that you do is build up crafting skills. Yeah. And the exploring and picking up resources so that you can upgrade your crafting skills and stuff like that. I don't know, it kind of clicks with something in me. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. I think that's I, why you enjoyed, um, uh, what was it called? The online one just recently. Um, Morrowind, not Morrowind. The one before Morrowind. Uh, um, oh, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost said yeah. Skyrim, uh, but that's not it. Man, I started doing quests in that, and I ended up only doing crafting stuff. Yeah, I know. That's why I thought this sounds a bit like that. Yeah, like I would go out and just... I, I would turn that game on just to do the daily crafting quests and then wow. maybe explore a little bit. But then I'd be like, eh. Yeah. I actually ran the entire way across the world wow. to do one quest, and the whole way I was like just picking up stuff and avoiding <laughs> animals to fight. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's Yonder, the Cloud Catcher Chronicles. I'd, I recommend picking it up. If you wanna, if you're not like averse to games that don't have combat, um, it's it's a pretty fun, it's a cool little game, yeah. Yeah, nice. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Mm. But Worth going in, going back to killing, mm. Let's which do that. is my other love, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mafia Three DLC, the final DLC pack just came out, and it is called Sign of the Times. So the first one was Faster Baby, the second one was Stones Unturned, and the third one was Sign of the Times. The first one was, um, you went to a new, they put in a new town called Sinclair Parish, and you went out there to deal with some extremely racist police, as the main character, Lincoln Clay, who's a ex-Vietnam African-American dude. Yep. The second one was Stones Unturned, where you... It was kind of like a side story with the guy who, uh, John Donovan, who was a CIA guy that worked with you through the game. Mm-hmm. And it was like a post-Cuban missile crisis thing with like a stolen nuke and a rogue agent and stuff. So that was a really cool little story. And then Sign of the Times was the last one, which had, uh, it implemented this weird detective investigative type of gameplay to solve hmm. this mystery about a cult. And, okay. uh, yeah, it's kind of felt a bit weird. The first two DLC packs I really enjoyed, and then the third one I still enjoyed, but the story kind of seemed like a bit of a stretch. It was like you went back to the burnt-out bar that Sammy, your sort of adoptive father, I guess, got killed in, and it got, like, burnt and it was all dilapidated and stuff, and you find that this cult has moved in. And this girl runs out, runs out of the bar, like, screaming, and you go in and kill a bunch of cultist dudes, and then it, there's this... As you do. ...relationship between Lincoln Clay and this girl where they have, like... They're kind of... They've both lost things and all this. It's it's kind of crowbarred in, it feels like. Mm-hmm. And at the end when you finish the DLC, the way it finishes, it kind of, it tries to play this card of being like, you know, Lincoln had this great emotional connection and I just was watching it going like, really? (laughs) I didn't fucking feel that at all. I talked to that that chick like four times. Wow. That's weird because you really, really enjoyed a lot of big parts of that game. Yeah, it was just that DLC, the story just kind of felt a bit weird to me. I guess it didn't mm. really fit in. And this whole, like, walking around with a black light to see weird shit written in blood on walls and stuff like that. Uh. Yeah, but it had a sort of mini game, I guess, side quest thing of rebuilding that bar. The good thing about all three DLC packs, actually, is they all had ways to burn through your fucking cash that you've built up playing oh, through the cool. game i got heaps of cash by the end of it so i just gave no fucks yeah um but these three all tended to have something that that yeah used a large amount of my money like what was it i think it might have been actually the trophies in the stone unturned one it was like use snipers you, one of the new abilities that you got was... So each of the DLC packs, you got new guns and new... Well, a couple of new guns and new abilities, which was a really cool touch. Yeah. And, um, 
Yeah, the second one, it added, like, call in a sniper to help you. Cool. But when you call up your gang member or whatever with his sort of weapon, the arms dealer guy that you yeah. can buy ammo and stuff off, the sniper call-outs were, like, three and a half grand each. So I burned through my money really quickly trying to... I think I had to get, like, 20 of them or 30 of them for the trophy. So by the end of it, I had no money left. And then... Um, yeah, I got into the next one and it was like, rebuild the whole bar and it costs a fuckload. And I'd already <laughs> finished the whole game. So I had no way to make money except by waiting for the daily, um, you got like daily kickbacks. So I'd just be like running around, just fucking around. <laughs> there's not even any missions you can do to make money once you've finished all the missions. So you've just oh. got to wait. Yeah. Which was kind of shit. But I got all the trophies in the end, so fuck it. Well, that's right. Yeah, I'd say. Job. Yeah, I'd say the three DLC packs each are probably three to six bucks. Uh, it's three to six bucks. Three to six hours of gameplay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that each. makes more sense. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not bad. They're actually yeah. 15 bucks each, I think. Which is still pretty reasonable. Yeah. Uh, I think you can get a season pass for like 30 bucks. But at this point, it's probably on special anyway. So. Yeah, true. And if it's not, just fucking wait. You've waited yeah. this long to play the game anyway. <laughs> not like you're burning that, you know, to get into it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I really enjoyed Mafia 3, like more than most people did. I thought it was mm. a really good game. And I actually played through it entirely from the beginning again when I got all the DLC. Oh, cool. Which is another thing that was stupid because why the fuck did I wait to do all the DLC? If I'd have known that the DLC used so much money... Mm. I would have played it sort of while I was playing the main game. Yeah, 45 but, bucks. 45 bucks for the season pass. So I don't know if that's worth it. Yeah. Um, for the XC. Yeah, for 15 to 20 uh, hours of play. Yeah, well, 9 to 18, yeah. I suppose. About 10 to 20 hours. Uh, depends how you value your money in <laughs> video games. Yeah, that's right. Really? Because, like, you can play a game like Elder Scrolls Online that you pay 60 bucks for or any Elder Scrolls game mm. you pay you know 80, 90 bucks for it and get several hundred hours out of it yeah that's true so oh, to drop in yeah. there um, one game I've been playing a little bit since I returned from Sydney um, was uh, I think I picked it up for 53 bucks at Target that's not bad yeah, yeah, and that's uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane. Insane uh, Trilogy or yeah, whatever it is. Is yeah. that what it's called? Something along those lines. Insanity? I don't know. So, I think something. that's overpriced for a remastered PS1 game. But well, it's not, yeah, I mean, but it's all three games, which is not bad. Yeah, so you get yeah. Crash 1, 2, and 3. I'm kind of disappointed because I really would have loved to have the Crash Racing as well yeah because that was a fucking great game that you could play multiplayer yeah and that would have been a really great addition with this to just sit down with everyone and go hey it's not just a one-player game you know we, yeah. we've all got i would have paid 65 bucks if it had that in, in it as well because yeah. you can get multiple hours of fun with people I th I feel like you still can with Crash. I played yeah. a couple of levels at Corey's place, and um, we basically played like pass the controller when mm -hmm. you die or yep. when you run out of lives or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, mostly we were doing the Boulder one. Oh yeah, you know yeah. the classic Boulder level. Yeah, and just trying to get the best time. Uh huh. But well, yeah. that's that is the other thing to it as well. Like each of the the levels once you get through it um you've got the time trials so you know you can do nearly all of the levels again to get good times um some of those are a bit frustrating though but it it was just f kind of fun like to get mm. back into crash again um it's like a classic platformer it is yeah it is and and they made it so that, you know, it's obviously not side-scrolling. Um, you do have sections of it that are side-scrolling, so it does incorporate that, but it's 
forwards, backwards. Um, you know, you ride animals and, you know, it's just kind of good fun. When you get further into, I think, the third one, Time Warp, I think, from memory, um, you have planes that you fly. There's a fucking um, big, like, Harley Davidson Roadhog kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's all different types of shit you can do, and it's not just, like, you know, Pac-Man just running sideways mm. through a screen it's constantly. It's a pretty big fucking game. It is pretty massive. Like, to play through all of them, even if you didn't die all that often, it would still take you a long time to play through it. Good value for money. Yeah, yeah. And the good thing is that, yeah, you know, I guess the the kind of downside is that nowadays a lot of the stuff that we have is a little bit more randomly generated. So playing a platformer like this, I found a little bit generic in the way that you, know, you die, you go back to the checkpoint, everything happens in exactly the same position over and over and over again. Yeah, you know, like the same things pop out of the ground to try and attack you. The same fucking, you know, man-eating plants are in the exact same spot. And in a way, it's kind of like um, uh, Super Meat Boy or whatever it was called, where you're just trying to get to that next bit. And then you just get to the next bit and then you die and then you get to the next bit and then you die. And you've just got to remember the the timing yeah, of button presses. Timing. And that's, yeah. that's what it's all about, though. Yeah. Games like that. And... To be honest, I kind of get into them. Yeah, it's repetitive, but it's not because you're challenging yourself. Yeah, it's that's not right. about it's not about a new experience each time. It's about being better each time, which is a fucking time yeah. test, time true tested, whatever the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> a true time tested game mechanic. Yes, you know what is. I mean. Yes, yeah, that's English. You, you fuckers started know out all right, yeah. Fuck. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it was kind of fun to get back into a bit of crash again. You know, it has been seriously a long, long, long time since I played Crash, and I I remember having lots and lots of fun playing Crash fifteen years ago. Mm. So even twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, and it was nice just to kind of just put it on and hear the music start up again and, you know, just all that kind of nostalgic shit. But yeah. it was kind of funny because when I did that, um, the, you know, the Boulder one, I just remembered it. I was like, oh, I've only just played this because I played Uncharted. Um, Uncharted 4 recently. Yeah. and Or not recently, but more recent than 20 years ago. Yeah, um, exactly. And it was like, wow, this – it's exactly the same. And that was kind of the remastered version of it anyway from memory. No, I can't on Uncharted, no, I think it was like classic. Yeah. All pixelated and shit. Well, goes to show how much attention I paid. Yeah, go that, fucking that's, play it again. That's your homework. That's the thing that kind of gets me as well. And I know I've had this conversation with you multiple times. Um, you know, you those memories in your head kind of become HD. Yeah, exactly. You know, like that's all there was back then was that pixelated kind of shitty look. And one thing that I think a lot of the games fail at doing these days is providing you the contrast. Um, like Monkey Island on the on iOS. Um, that uh, you know, is it's got the ability to press a button and it goes back to the old eight bit version of it. And mm. then you press a button and it goes back, you know, to the nice HD version again. There's actually another game with that. Um, I mean, Halo does it as well. The Halo remastered, doesn't that have button press to change back and forth? I think it does. Yeah. I think you might be right. But in terms of old, old games, wonder boy, monster Island or whatever it is, is on, ps4 and they redid all the developer who remastered it redid all the artwork with hand-drawn artwork but you can just press a button and it changes to the old school 16-bit or whatever it was yeah which is classic and that's that's a you know wonder boy was like 
oh. a staple of my fucking childhood. Yeah, well, it came free on um, the Nintendo, didn't it? No, Alex Kid. Yeah, Alex Kid in Miracle World, but Wonder Boy I had on Sega Master System. Yeah, uh, I don't think it was Wonder Boy in Monst- on Monster Island or whatever it is. Or yeah, but they're talking about redoing other Wonder Boy games as well. So look oh, forward okay. to that. And they were like super faithful to it. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. That is really good because they could fuck that up pretty easily. And not- yeah, well. It's like redoing Crash Bandicoot and changing everything. Yeah, that's right. You wouldn't do it. No. Not when your selling point is the fact that it's a remade old game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I've actually, funnily enough, just had a email from Oz Game Shop and yeah. Crash Bandicoot is forty six ninety nine. Bargain. Yeah. I probably still won't get it. No. Honest. Well, <laughs> too probably. Many other games to play. No, probably shouldn't have brought that up because there's only three hours and thirty minutes left on that special. So unless thanks, Matt gets this, <laughs> Matt has to get this up real quick, and you have to listen to it to this point within the next three and a half hours. Not going to happen, right? Oh, not going to cut that bit out though either. No, well, cool. if you listen, if you listen this far, yeah, then you've, you've missed you've out on an awesome deal. You've learned to be disappointed. <laughs> And I've just come through with the goods again. Yeah, just keeping it real. Mm. Well, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, it's so great. that's Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, and I'm I'm assuming most of us that know what I'm talking about have played it. Yeah. Mm. I think it's like one of the highest selling games ever. Yeah. Now the new one, not ever, but like on the PS4, it's sold quite well. Really? It's coming out to... Yeah, it's like really... Sold really, really well. Like, people who don't even fucking play games very much have been like, Oh, Crash Bandicoot, I remember that. I'm so... I so want to get that. You know what yeah. I mean? Probably not really worth buying a PlayStation 4 for. No, probably not, but I bet you people did. Yeah, true. Mm. But it's coming out on Xbox anyway. Mm. It's not even made by Naughty Dog either. No... Visceral by someone else. Yeah, I think it was visceral. I don't know, something like that. But anyway, speaking of Naughty Dog, they got a new game coming out. They Uncharted, do. Uncharted Lost Legacy comes out in like two weeks. Wow, that snuck up, didn't it? Yeah, we're getting back into gaming season again, though. Mm, it's all happening. At the beginning of this year, I was like, "Is there really anything coming out this year?" But mm. now I'm like, "Yes, yeah, yes, Park. there is." South Park Fractured But Whole is finally coming out. Destiny uh, 2. Destiny 2, which I really want to play. Yeah, I really do too. Doesn't that suck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm getting actually really pissed off at myself for that, which is yeah. so bad because fucking hell. Well, I played the beta and it was Destiny. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. wasn't as good as the beta for Destiny, the first Destiny, because... Oh, I remember the, that. We in the original beta, that, day, that beta. Yeah, you could go in that open world area in the first area mm. and just fuck around. Yeah. But the um, the Destiny 2 beta, all it had was a strike and online multiplayer, the um, oh. Crucible. It's a bit So they better not be getting rid of that shit. I mean, what's the point of an MMO that doesn't have open world areas? Yeah. So presumably they'll still have them. Um, well, yeah, presumably. Well, it's a bit of a um, staple of the fucking game, isn't it? Yeah, it it is. It is. Yeah, running around doing the same shit all over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's certainly that. That is our destiny. Yes, yes, just repeating our life. I am going to play that, though. Yeah. It's Groundhog Day. (laughs) Yeah, Ollie's been at me to get it. To get it, To pre-order it, because, I mean... It, it was. It wasn't just him, but he still like Saturday just gone. I worked on Saturday yeah, doing open homes and stuff, and, yeah, and he played it, didn't he? I saw it on my fucking PlayStation. He fucking list. played it from like seven thirty in the morning until I got home and yelled at him to get off. <laughs> and, that game is oh, it's unbelievable. And he sits there, and he'll have the iPad with headphones on. And he'll be just watching people farming or whatever they're doing. And then 
He'll just pause it, unplug the headphones, plug it into the controller, hook up with teams and just go and do stuff. It's amazing that there are still a lot of people playing that game. Yeah, yeah. Heaps of people. It's held on. And I would probably imagine, I haven't looked, but I would probably imagine that we'd be close to about a thousand hours on that game. Now? Yep. After he's been playing it for the last probably two years. Yeah, two yeah. years or six months solid that he's put into it because he'd be the only one that would have played it in the last six months. Yeah. And when I got that email from Sony at the start of the year, it was like 730 hours or some shit. Yeah, ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. Well, at least you, that's a game you got your fucking money's worth out of. certainly did. I didn't pay for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After uh, that. Right, so the next game we're going to talk about, uh, I've been playing this game called Masquerada or Masquerader. It's like a masquerade ball. Holy shit, Destiny's well, only went. 69 bucks at pre-order at JB Hi-Fi. Destiny that's 2. Pretty, that's pretty cheap. That's fucking great. Sorry, keep going. What anyway, was that? Mas- I don't know if this game's pronounced Masquerada or Masquerader. Masquerader. Yeah. So basically, it's set in a fantasy world called Ombra or Ombra. Ombre? Hey. Hey, Ombre. <laughs> Got my um, Mexican hat. Hey, Ombre. Yeah, and uh, so the the basic premise of this world that you're in is that there's these masks that are like masquerade ball masks that you put on and they give you magic powers, basically. But there's a finite amount of these masks and they're all controlled by this central government and that government has a bunch of guilds below it, which it gives a certain amount of these masks to and uh so the story of the game is that you're playing this inspector guy who was exiled because your brother led a rebellion of people called the mask runners who stole a bunch of the masks and they're using those masks in battles to fight the power basically Motherfuckers. And, yeah so you were exiled and you've been you've been called back to solve this mystery of a missing person. This guy that you used to be mates with, who is pretty high up in the government, has gone missing, and you've got to figure out why. And he was working on studying. He's like a academic type guy, and he was studying how the masks were first made by the people who used to, because basically, the masks were made by previous people who died out. Mm-hmm. kind of like caveman drawings now we look at them and go oh yeah that's cool these guys their thing was ancient technology and these masks and this guy was investigating how to make them and he's gone missing and so now you've been called in to track him down okay um visually it reminds me of like torment and Baldur's gate and stuff like that that sort of isometric view mm-hmm. um the combat is real-time strategy tactical like imagine dragon age where you can pause and unpause so you can pause and give you guys commands if you want to but you don't have to you can just fight um so it's kind of like dragon age in that even though the graphics are like torment that sort of isometric view you get a team of people that you fight with and everyone has different abilities the story itself it's actually by an indie developer but the game is fully voice acted so all the dialogue is read by a voice actor which is really surprising it's a nice little surprise for an indie game to have that level of development you know what i mean Mm, certainly is yeah but um the world is and the world because it's so well fleshed out this whole sort of ancestral history of the politics of the nations and all this kind of stuff there's a lot of story there and it's really well built but the majority of it you find in a codex so it'll pop up a little thing saying you've unlocked a codex a codex entry and you go and have a read of it so if you really and without reading it 
you're probably going to miss or at least misunderstand a large chunk of the story as you're playing. Mm-hmm. So it pays to read it. So even though all the dialogue is voice acted, I wouldn't necessarily pick up this game unless you like reading because you, yeah. you won't get the full experience of the story. And it's a really well-done story um, and world. Like, it's very well done. Mm-hmm. I can't can't really stress how well done it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just done well. It's done well. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of reading, tactical, real time strategy. You can pause and unpause while you're fighting to give you guys commands if you want. I don't really fuck around with that. Is it worth it? Like, can you win without? Uh, if you're playing on a higher difficulty, it can be worth it i mean you'll have to do that kind of stuff for certain boss fights because they'll be way too hard for you Mm -hmm. but if you're playing it for the story then you can just dial down the difficulty yeah so that's a nice you know you can just do that that's nice the game itself is really linear so even though you kind of go into different areas there's not really anything for you to explore in there except to find codex entries Mm-hmm. And you can't talk to any of the NPCs that are walking around. So, okay, there's not there's nothing really for you to interact with. There's no dialogue options when you're talking. So for an RPG these days, you'd be quite used to going into a game and expecting to have options when you're talking. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just feel like you're watching a story play out and slightly, you know, and occasionally doing some combat here and there. Okay. Yeah, but despite that, it's still the narrative experience in it is really good. It's good enough to take away from the fact that the actual moving around is a little bit linear. But the game only goes for twenty hours, so it's not like you're going to get frustrated. Mm. Yeah, but it sounds pretty good. Yeah, I have been really enjoying it, actually, which surprised me. When I first played it, I turned it on, and I was like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this. But, um, yeah, it's it's, it's called right Mas- Masquerade, Masquerader Songs and Shadows. Oh. And it's twenty six ninety five on PSN. That's pretty cool. <coughs> Got 26 bucks. Yeah, so that's pretty good value for money. If you want a really good story, I would... I would suggest checking it out Mm. i think it's on steam as well so could be worth it then nice well i think that pretty much wraps up our show um yeah i'd actually like uh, to just throw in here that um uncharted the lost legacy is 54 bucks at jb hi-fi i wonder how long it is because um uncharted eight inches i think Normally, that's about the box size. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, nailed it. Uncharted games are normally around like fifteen hours, aren't they? Twelve to fifteen hours. Yeah, normally, yeah. So I'm interested. That one's probably only going to be like eight hours. Uh, possibly. I think it'd be because it is a standalone game. It's not like that. Um, the extra part that they put in um, the Last of Us because that was only like four hours, wasn't it? Yeah, that was quite short. Yeah, but that wasn't a full-length game either. So, yeah, I wouldn't expect this to be huge. Well, apparently it's longer than expected. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) It says here, the creative director said it's longer. When they turn the lights on. It's longer than some previous Uncharted games and not as long as Uncharted 4. Oh. So... I thought Uncharted like... 4 was kind of the shorter. I don't know. I'd say probably around 12 hours, which for 55 bucks is not bad for a game of that calibre. Yeah. Agreed. Speaking of standalone games, though, this month on PlayStation Plus was is uh, Just Cause 3 which is massive Mm. for anyone who hasn't played it. Um, I think it's still a little bit buggy. They patched some stuff out. I haven't had a chance to play it yet this month. But um, I've downloaded it. It's fucking like 40 gig. Shit. I think it's the first real AAA game 
that's been free on PlayStation Plus in quite some time. Yeah, I know. I know. So it would stand to reason it's buggy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> They've just got way too many codes laying around. Well, the good thing is that the DLC for it, you can get a the bundle pack of all the DLC for like 15 bucks. So if you enjoy the game, I think it's on special until almost the end of the month, the DLC. Cool. So it's worth checking that out. The other one is Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, which was DLC for Black Flag. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty fun. I've been playing that, except it fucking crashes shitloads. Really? Yeah. It's, it's got the Assassin's like, Creed bug in it. Oh, I don't know what it is. I put, I pause it, go to the fucking pause menu, walk away to get a drink, come back, and it's got an error screen. Wow. But it doesn't... I think it crashed during gameplay once. Okay. Mostly it just crashes in the pause menu, which makes no sense to me. No. I, I think it's probably something to do with the network integration uh, in the game. And it just loses Not, yeah. sync or something and then drops but what out. reason... What reason even is there to have network integration in the fucking game, Ubisoft? Mm, it's Ubisoft. They have to have it. Yeah, They've well, just got it. to, mister. It's, you've got to have your Uplay account. Mm. I actually no, got I kind of pissed off the other day like on the plane going down to Sydney because I, I decided to get, um, uh, what is it, Hearthstone or whatever it is, you know, the card game. Yep, yep, yep. On, um, yeah, because they brought that out on iOS. Um Yep. I was like sick, so I got that, and the first like ten games that it makes you play kind of thing are just against bots. And yep. of course, as soon as I get on the plane, put it in aeroplane mode, meow, meow, can't play it, no internet connection. Oh, you have to be online. Yeah, and it's like you're fucking joking me. Like I'm playing against bots. It's not like this. you should be saying, "Are you joking me? Why the fuck don't we have Wi-Fi in our fucking wow. planes yet?" It's still a magical thing that we're able to fly, dude. And I'm not have upset. Wi-Fi in planes in America. Yeah, but they're crazy, those people in America. <laughs> like they're, they're, they're doing crazy. all kinds of crazy shit over there. Getting face-planted into chairs and shit. <laughs> Body slammed on planes. It's crazy. See? Who needs Wi-Fi? Um, actually, one other game, one other remastered game I've been playing is Patapon Remastered. Oh, yeah. I picked that up. Yeah. Mm. Um, which is a classic PSP game. How could they remaster that? It, they just make the graphics smoother. Okay. That's all. It's it's just to make it look pretty. Mm-hmm. But the thing that fucking pisses me off about it is the same thing that pissed me off with Parappa de Rappa. I played the demo of Parappa de Rappa because I was like, should I buy this? No. Um, <laughs> they've got cinematics in them. Yep. And the both games have an opening cinematic, intro cinematic. And for some unknown reason, they haven't bothered to remaster that. So it just plays in the old, old resolution, which Mm. looks like complete trash. So you've just paid fucking 20 bucks for a remastered game. And the first thing you see is a fucking shit-looking intro cinematic. And you're just like, what the hell is this? Mm. And it's even worse for Patapon because it was a PSP game. Yeah. So it's just it's on the big screen. It looks like a hunk yeah. of shit, and it's it's like all drawings. Like it's a kind of I think it's kind of like cave paintings or something like that. It looks like yeah, but you can barely tell what you're fucking looking at. Hmm, which is so shit for twenty bucks. Yeah, that's for a remastered a, game. A pain in the ass. Yeah. So did they not turn really the TV on and play it? I don't know, but the game itself is nice and smooth and runs at a good frame rate and plays exactly like Patapon on PSP. Hmm. Which is what I wanted, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, then there you go. You got your money's worth. It's all good. Yeah, do I, do I sound disappointed? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing it this afternoon and the kids were like, wow, this game looks amazing. And all I'm doing is just pressing in time. Square, 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 circle, square, 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 circle, 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 square, circle, square, 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 circle. Matt's so good at games. Yeah, they're like, you got through the whole level and didn't die. I was like, well, I'm a pro. Awesome. I'm a pro. And then you go back to the, the town of the Patapons and they're all like standing around a fire cheering you. 
Wow. And little speech bubbles come up and it says like, Matt is the best. <laughs> and they're like, Matt is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you forget it. Next time I'll let you watch Assassin's Creed. Oh, dear. There'll be no speech <laughs> bubbles in that. Yeah. Did I mention on here Just how I showed the them Injustice too? Um, No. Oh, I, I let them watch a little bit of Injustice 2, and I was like, it's superheroes, whatever, no big deal. And right at that exact moment when the kids were oh, watching... that's right, you did tell me, yeah. Yeah, the Red Lantern vomited blood on Green Lantern, <laughs> and, I was, and then his cat vomited blood on Green Lantern as well. I was like, fuck, man. <laughs> well, speaking of inappropriate shit to watch, I'm um, halfway through watching Popstar with Charlie at the moment. So, Oh, never stop, never stopping. Yeah. So I'm, is, I'm going to wrap this up so I can go and finish watching that crazy I piece of shit. Movie. Anyone out there, you should watch that. It's Andy Samberg. It's, you might not like it at first, but it grows on you. He's a fucking nut. It's so funny. Yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, different. It is different. And I can't believe brilliant. how many cameos are in it. Yeah. Let's put that out there. Uh, Andy Samberg knows everyone. Yeah, he does. And they were just like, money? Yeah. We got it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, they even right. say that in the show. It's like, it's not the kind of music I'd listen to, but his music just makes so much money for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, story of Andy Samberg's life. It's pretty brilliant. Yeah, it I is. I like that movie it a is. lot. Uh, I'm going to go and watch it again or continue watching it. Well, thanks All very right. much for listening, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed everything that we've driveled on about. Um, yep. If you've got anything to say about anything whatsoever – um, I'd actually encourage anybody to email us at podcast at dropbaygaming.com. And I'd actually really just like someone to email us just to let us know that the email works. Because I don't know if it gets it. I actually haven't checked it. It's it all ages. Chinese porn. <laughs> oh, let's not, let's not fucking not true. say that. It used to be. It could be porn from many countries. Oh, well, true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I skipped over most of it and just looked for the Chinese ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. So cool. there you go. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you very much again for listening. Uh, if you do have any questions, you should get in contact with us. If you're looking forward to playing anything, then you should tell us what it is. Um, and maybe, maybe we'll we can, talk about we it. We can talk about it. That'll be kind of sick. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, sweet. Peace out for until maybe 2019. Yeah, we'll see you in six weeks. <laughs> No, we'll make an effort from now on, as we do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Peace. All right. Well, it's getting to the busy end of the season now, so we have to make an effort. Yeah, we'll probably play games again, won't we? Yep. It's that time. Yeah. All right. Catch you later. See ya. See ya.